I want to do like Ross and say, hello, good morning. Okay, you know what? I'm not going to do that this morning. No, no, no. But what I will say is, hello, good morning. And you know why it's a great morning? Because we have been bringing back so many phenomenal guests. And when I say phenomenal, I mean just that. Super phenomenal. Now, here's the thing. First of all, if you've listened to The Morning Machine over the years, you know that we've had chefs, we've had artists, we've had comedians, we've had so many people come through these doors. It's time to bring the guests back that have been family for umpteen years and were with us in the beginning. See, she laughs, she chuckles because it's so true. (laughs) But let me tell you about this phenomenal woman here because I need to use the word phenomenal again. Phenomenal chef, captivating the attention of everyone she encounters with her magnetic personality, encouraging words, lip-smacking meals and desserts. I heard it makes Mm -hmm. you want to slap your mama, but we don't want violence. We are not condoning violence. I mean, she, she, well, she kind of might be if, if I showed you what she has on this table set before me well, for the right. nourishment of the body. But <laughs> with that said, at the core, this woman aims to create a family environment for special events through food and intimate experiences. She creates an interactive experience for her clients by creating customized menus, conversation starters, and a welcoming ambiance where families are able to communicate effectively while enjoying a delicious meal together. She's been doing this. She's not new to this. She's always been true to this. Very true. So, with that said, I want to bring back and welcome home to the Morning Machine for 2024 and beyond, Chef J. Smith. Good morning to you. How you doing? Hey, everybody. It's Chef J. Yes, it is. <laughs> Chef J is in the house. In the house. Burr, 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 burr. <laughs> I know you got the drops. Burr, 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 burr. You know what? <laughs> I don't. You know what? I do. I don't want to blast it in everybody's ear because that's exactly what's going to happen. I'm going to end up blasting it in somebody's ear like, oh, we got to turn that down. And then we got to turn it back up. Nah, we're not going to do that. We'll we'll spare the people today by doing it on our own. So thank you for those sound effects today. I think I like yours better if you want to ask me personally. But anyway... It's been a long time coming. Welcome back home. You know, it's been a long time since you've been in the seat. Last time you were here, you brought a dish that made us kind of run out the room and say, no, you can't have this. You cannot have this. No, this is all me right here. Yeah. You know, you, you you have cats fighting over plates no, now. Seriously. Like, you, it's a you true know, fact. It is a true fact. See, <laughs> see, I told y'all. But here's the thing. There's some new listeners out there that may not know the gist of the story. So, like I always do with every guest that comes through, let's take it back to the old school. Let's take it to Union Square. Let's go all the way back to the beginning, to the younger years. Or, like a lot of people like to call it, the the young phase, the adolescent phase, where you started to develop a passion for cooking. How did that get started? Yeah, so my passion for cooking came um, by way of my father, my late father. He actually passed away last year. Oh, wow. So, um, so from him, cooking, and then also, too, just my family. I come from a family on both sides that really know how to put their foot in it. Mm-hmm. Like, if you know, you know. So um, I like to tell the people that uh, I learned how to fry my first pork chop at the tender age of seven years old. Um, and it was good. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was Laurie's Downed. Okay, I don't even oh. I don't even use Laurie's today, but we used Laurie's back in the day, right? Yeah, yeah, that was <laughs> we we knew that logo. Black right, culture know that logo. Literally, black people knew what Laurie's was. Exactly. So, um, yeah, that was really cultivated by my father. Um, he was the one that uh, everybody looked forward to when he was cooking. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it, it's just something that he did very, very well. Other people did too, but it's just like when Johnny cooks, you know, it's like 
All right. Um, so I remember one time we had a conversation and he told me that he wanted to go to Johnson and Wells University. Yeah. But he didn't think that he was able to pass the entrance test. He mm-hmm. would be able to pass the entrance test. Back in the days, that was like one of the things that you had to do to get in to that school. Oh, yeah. That, that kind of test. Gotcha. Right. So with that, um, that always kind of stuck with me. And mm-hmm. it kind of came up, became a full circle moment um, because right before we left uh, Florida to come up here, I was touring Johnson & Wells in Miami, mm-hmm. originally from Miami, Florida. We have any people from 305? Okay. Hello? M-I-A-Yo. M-I-A-Yo. That's right. Um, and we ended up leaving and coming up here. Um, but somehow I still found my way back to Johnson & Wells, and I feel like that seed was planted by my father. And mm-hmm. um, one of the things that I wrote um, – as like as like a, a poem when it was his time for passing away was you know I wanted to let you know that you could do it by way of me um I wanted to show you that hey if you put your mind to it and you keep God first and what you're doing you'll be able to succeed at everything that you do and that's exactly what I did um so that's how I got started with cooking so when I when I talk about a lot of people talk about Johnson and Wales university as the premier culinary arts university in pretty much the nation, mm-hmm. really, they have several locations, including one in for our Charlotte listeners. They got one at uh, downtown gateway village that mm-hmm. a lot of people are now clinging to as well when right. it comes to the culinary arts. So, what was it about the experience at Johnson and Wales that has resonated and stuck with you throughout this time now? I feel like uh, just having first passion for what you're doing mm-hmm. um, and being a forever student. Like our industry evolves, you know, so much. We see the things that are trending right now on TikTok. Uh, heart cakes, heart shaped vintage piping cakes are what's trending right now that Mm -hmm. is not anything um you know new but again it's just something that's been i guess i did that before ain't nothing new (laughs) i guess what what y'all doing y'all late that's what (laughs) she said that without saying that y'all late i'm cracking up but i'm just like you know uh just being able to adapt kind of with the times but also still keeping your competitive edge and it's always the competitive edge is always being you um, so that's one of the things that kind of stuck with me. Uh, they gave us a great foundational learning. So you're able to build off of a good foundation. That's one thing that I can take from, um, Johnson and Wells for sure. You've run across so many people along your journey. Mm-hmm. What is one piece of advice that has stuck with you throughout because everybody gets advice from somebody, whether it's in your adolescent, through high, through high school, middle school, college, or leading up to now. And it still resonates with you today and you, and you stand on that. Mm-hmm. So what is the, the best piece of advice that you ever received from someone along the journey? Give me a second because let me, let me think about that. Mm-hmm. Hold on. <laughs> Let me think about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. The question. Yeah, the, sometimes I might stump you with those questions. Yeah. But it, the reason why I ask that is because there are aspiring chefs out here, mm-hmm. especially even at the adolescent stage. There are really a lot of young people out here. the The level of culinary arts is getting younger and younger and younger Absolutely. by the year. Yeah. We're seeing kids. As young as five, six, seven, doing exactly what you do because they are on TikTok seeing these trends. And then they say, I want to do that. And they're learning at a young age. And so that's why I ask that to get it, get the advice from a chef that has been doing it for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. Okay, so one of the things... There's two things. Um, the first one is, and I feel like this is something that I've I've just particularly learned mm-hmm. after like doing this for about eight years. Mm-hmm. Um, try everything. Mm. 
try everything um, because you don't know. You don't know what you would like, mm. you know, um, until you try it. Yeah, try um, and, it, you'll like it. Right. And then it, it, with that being said, um, some people would try to impose their likes on you. That's number one. Mm. Another thing is you may admire somebody and you would may try to take on what they like as something of your own. Um, it's okay to admire, but still um, know what you want. Get really, really, really um, solid on what you want. And I feel like the only way that you're able to do that is if you try everything first. Mm-hmm. And then you're able to niche down on, okay, I tried that. I like that. I didn't like that. Um, so I'm going to stick with this and I'm going to throw this out. That's number one. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing, um, another thing that stood out to me, like during this journey, uh, especially now on the entrepreneurship side, right. um, I have been working with, uh, Dr. Deborah Allen mm-hmm. and she's been teaching me the importance of writing, um, the plan. Uh, we mm-hmm. go by Habakkuk 2, 2 and 3, write mm-hmm. the plan, um, write the vision, and make it plain, right? right. Uh, a lot of people like to do vision boards, yada, yada, all that stuff. But me, to know Chef J is to know that I am, hello, a believer, strong believer, yeah, and I back my stuff up by the word of God. Uh, and that's the only way that it's going to work for me personally. Um, so literally writing out the plan, because um, if you, if what she say? If you don't write the plan, you're going to plan to fail, basically. Right. Um, so have a vision about where you're going. And then once you take the time to write those things out, bring it to God. Um, he'll open the doors that need to be open, and he'll close the ones that need to be closed. That's something that I've learned along the way, and mm-hmm. it's been made very clear, especially last year in 2023. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. we'll get, And we'll get to that in a second because you have a journey of – obtaining your bachelor's degree in business management and marketing from the University of West Georgia, Mm -hmm. as well as Johnson and Wales University being a proud alumna of both of those particular colleges. What was the hardest part about the journey at those schools? And what, what steps, what concepts did you take on to overcome those obstacles? I think the hardest thing um, from both of those places was uh, identity, becoming, you know, Mm. because usually when people are going into college, um, uh, particularly at our age, and then I went even younger because I graduated high school at 16. Mm. So um, you're at a very impressionable age and you're trying to figure out who you are. Right. What do you want to do with your life? You know, what is your purpose? What is your destiny? What do you desire? Um, and at the same time, while that's going on, um, you have people who are elders or older or, or your seniors, again, that's trying to lead and guide you. Some of them in a uh, roundabout way, and mm-hmm. some of them are a little bit more, um, c- kind of pursue you a little bit more. Right. So I feel like identity um, was like the, the, the toughest thing trying to figure out, okay, what works for me? What, what am I called to do? Why am I here? Um, type deal. And the way that I overcame that, Mm -hmm. um, that's a process because it's not like a one, two, three thing. It takes, it takes time Mm -hmm. because there's a process that goes with it. Um, let me see if I can do this from a a bird's eye view. Um, Basically, just, first of all, being in close relationship with God because he's the one who created me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's, he has a plan for all of our lives. Everybody that's on here listening. Right. Um, so that's the first thing. What, what, why am I here? I'm here for a reason. Show me. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, and a lot of times you don't get the answer right then and there because you're in the crux and you're in the mud. But once you get out, you understand, ah. Oh, Okay, I went through this because I needed to learn X, Y, and Z. So um, I think embracing embracing the experience as a whole was being able to uh, tie everything together. Mm-hmm. And you're able to understand, oh, now I know who I am. Um, and I, I'm not what I've been through. Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, I'm not what happened. Um, but I am, I learn from what I have been through type of deal. Absolutely. Yeah. 
And so prestigious companies, let's go into that because as you have continued to build your brand, Gourmet Eats, mm-hmm. it's been taking on quite a bit. And when I say that, and I say that in a good way. Yeah. So let's run this down for a second. Disney World. Uh-huh. Four Seasons Hotels. Lowe's Hotels. That's just a few. So what was it like to have the first brand working with reaction like for you? To have that first Fortune 500, Fortune 100 company working with you. They could have picked any other chef in the world, but they chose you. What was that like? Okay. So first of all, I want everybody who's on here, especially if you are, um, it doesn't even matter if you're in culinary or not. (laughs) We are all individuals, Mm -hmm. right? That's number one. When you're working for your company, or even if you're employed by another company, you are still an individual person, baby. You are the brand. You are the partner. Hello. Mm -hmm. Um, So this is how I saw myself. Um, When I went to go work for Disney, um, I was an intern for Disney. Okay. Um, So I was still Chef J. Gourmet East wasn't born yet. Gotcha. Uh, But it was still Chef J. Um, It taught me a lot working at Disney. It it taught me a lot of uh, adaptability. I was working literally graveyard shifts. My gosh. (laughs) Well, everybody is turned over in their third dream. I'm up at the crack. Not even crack. It was 4 a.m. every morning was my shift at Disney. So it definitely taught me uh, discipline. Um, Early bird gets the worm type uh, (laughs) type of schedule and lifestyle that I was living out there. And uh, definitely time management Mm -hmm. uh, because we had to do, had to, because Disney was not playing with y'all. Literally. Of course not. It's no, giving the merit system. It's giving one, two, three. You're out, buddy. Rolling the next one. That's wow. what it was giving. <laughs> well, that's a that's that's a tough environment, but you were able to get through yeah, all of absolutely. that. Yeah, absolutely. And that goes with the adaptability you were speaking of just a moment ago. Yeah, for Being sure. Being able to adapt to those conditions where it can be of high demand. Right. And you were able to meet that challenge, which was why. You, to some, it may be the hardest job ever. Mm-hmm. To others, like yourself, ah, that's easy. I already, I know what they demand of me. I'm already 12 steps ahead in preparation before they even ask me for it. I already have it ready for you. Yeah. And it, you, that's how you've operated all the time. Mm-hmm. And that resonates and it gets you on to your body of work allows you to work with other brands because word of mouth spreads really quickly. I mean, literally I've experienced that like crazy last year. I'm only expecting to experience it more on a wider scale this year. Word of mouth is the best form of marketing. I don't care what these marketing gurus say out here and how many courses they try to sell you. If you go tell your friend, they're going to tell their friend and it's just going to blow up just like that. Literally. Absolutely. And and that's and we mean that in the, the best way, because when you have a quality product, everybody's wanting to get it. Yes. Have you ever had any conflicts with one company wanting you, but you couldn't do it because you had to work at the other company and, or, you, you know, you're contracted by this person or what, something like that? Have you had those like what I like to call good, good problems, problems to good have? Problems. <laughs> Um, good problems to have. Uh, if anything, it would be more so of, um, because the type of work that I do right now outside of my business, mm-hmm. um, it's at my own time. So if anything, it's like mm, choosing between um, doing things for them. I have the option of doing things for them or doing things for my business. And it was like, "Mm, I'm going to do things for my business. Even if I have to be up to like three o'clock in the morning and I have like bag lady eyes, I'm going to be up doing that. (laughs) She said bag lady eyes. Oh, literally. Lord have mercy. Mm -hmm. You going to miss your bus. Good Lord. (laughs) Not the bag lady eyes. She she threw me off, ladies and gentlemen, with that (laughs) one. Now I'm thinking about Badu at this point, but oh my goodness, you know, it, and I want to 
ask, you may not be able to give this away mm-hmm. because I, I just mentioned like Erica Badu. I know you had bag lady eyes and you going to miss your bus. But <laughs> Chef J don't catch no bus. Okay. But what I will say is this. Celebrities. Have you had a lot of celebrity celebrities I, reach out to you for your services? I have. Um, I have serviced. A handful. I'm gonna say a handful. I'm not a person. I'm not a flexer. Yeah. I, okay. No. You know, um, I have serviced a handful of celebrities, and the thing is, Talk the most craziest it. part was I had no idea who they were. <laughs> I had no idea who they were, but that's the best part for me, um, because I want to treat everybody equal. You know what I'm saying? I want to exactly. make sure that I am I, what they call it, the Keith Lee effect. Maybe. I, people are just people and you want to give them good service, good hospitality. Mm -hmm. You know, you want to make sure you give them something that's solid that they'll love and that they'll talk to their friends about. That's all I'm concerned about. Right. I'm, I'm putting out the best that I can. Um, and you're enjoying that and you go tell your friends about it because they coming back too. So, exactly. It, you heard how she said that she put attitude with that. You're going to come back too. And I stand on business on that. That's it. Because the business speak for itself. That's right. That's what it is. And you've had those clients to come back and come back and come back. Mm-hmm. But I'll get into the testimonial part about it later. Right now, let's talk about the birth of Gourmet Eats. Okay. What sparked that idea? <sighs> Actually, shout out to Derica. Derica, if you're listening, girl, the name is sticking. Okay. Um, Derica is the one who gave me the name Gournay. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a it was a joke um, that we were, I don't even know. Wait, we you mean around. to tell me that all that, what, it, this brand started as it a joke? It started as a joke, literally. Oh, um, I want to hear the story about this one. Go yeah. ahead. <laughs> um, I've always been a obviously the one to be like cooking and baking stuff or whatever. Right. Um, and it probably went to the effects of us just talking about food. Cause that's what me and Derek could do. Mm-hmm. And, um, she, she hit me with all right. Uh, nay, nay or Gournay. I said, Gournay. I said, that sounds. So I first started off as Gournay's bake shop. That's oh, what it first started gotcha. off as. Mm-hmm. And that was fresh out of culinary school. Um, but again, I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do. So at first, I just started out with um, baked goods because I went to school for baking and pastry. Right. Um, then it evolved into like uh, full service catering, mm-hmm. where I integrated savory as well too, um, and then um, I scaled back this year mm-hmm. um, to just doing really fine tuning pastries, mm-hmm. really getting into uh, luxury dessert bars um, and gourmet. Mm-hmm. Just gourmet uh, desserts in generals, with the emphasis on global cuisine. Again, I'm from Miami, Florida, so a lot of it will be Caribbean inspired. Yeah. Um, a lot of Hispanic inspired um gotcha. desserts because that's just you know embedded in me. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of how like the evolution of gourmet eats. It changed. Um, it changed after gourmet's bake shop into gourmet eats because it's like sometimes I do want to have those intimate parties, yeah, um, and small gatherings where I am integrating savory and um, sweet foods. Uh, but for the general public, I'm just honing in on that um, dessert aspect. So yeah, mm, yeah. And speaking of that, I'm still looking at what's on the table. Y'all, <laughs> y'all see it on social media in a, in a little bit, but uh, so. Let's talk about your favorite dish. Matter of fact, I can't even single it out to one. Okay. What are your top three favorite dishes of yours to cook? My top three favorite dish. Mm-hmm. Um, number one. And they're not in any particular order? Oh, okay. Cool, not cool, in cool. any particular order. Okay, good. Number one, I love to do a rack of lamb, baby. I just did some um, for a New Year's Eve party, <laughs> um, and it was yeah, bust I saw that. Bust down. It was really, really, really good. <laughs> nice. Um, another thing that I like to do, I really love Haitian cuisine. Mm-hmm. Um, <sighs> what is it about Haitian cuisine that really, uh, you know, 
makes you want to cook it all the time that you love it so much? I mean, I really, it's just the flavor um, and the way that they mesh mm-hmm. um, and use, um, for example, so, and anybody knows this who's Haitian or who's had the food. Um, so I was talking to one of the girls who I service for New Year's Eve, and she was asking me, like, what was on, I did a salmon, a Haitian-style salmon. Um, so I, I told her it's like, (laughs) not you dancing. (laughs) Yes, I did. I sure did. Oh my God. She said Haitians. So I told her that it was like the all purpose seasoning for Haitians. And if you're Haitian, go ahead, tap in, let me know, slide in my DMs. Okay. Um, and it's called Epis. So Mm. it's basically, first of all, I learned this from my very best friend, Sabine. She's on here. Hey girl, what's going on? Um, so I learned that from her with all of the peppers and onions and the secret ingredient. I feel like the secret ingredient that really just brings it to life, but it's called cloves. Cloves. Wait, that's it? Cloves is the secret ingredient that brings it to life. Yes, cloves. Sorry, I wasn't in here. Um, I feel like it for me because I've tasted it without it and I've tasted it with it. And I'm like, okay, this is really when you walk into a Haitian restaurant or uh, someone who is Haitian, they're home and they're cooking. Mm-hmm. It's a very distinct smell that you smell that's very fragrant, and it just makes you want to go and stick your finger in the pot. Yeah. And I feel like that's exactly what it is. Um, so, yeah, that that is just chef's kiss, really, for me. I love cooking um, Haitian-style cuisine as well, too. Mm. And um, something else that yeah. I love, yeah, I love to be on more. that grill. On the grill. So when it's hot outside... I, I'm going to be out there on it. Yeah. We can't wait for summer. Yeah, me too. I look forward to it every year. Chris Brown says summer too hot. (laughs) You know what I mean? That's that's what it is. And see, Chef Jay is so well-rounded, you know what I mean? And it's like, there's not anything that she cannot do. Mm -hmm. So, and, and I'll tell you this. You said Haitian salmon, and I know I I had a reaction, but your reaction leaned you away from the microphone. That's (laughs) so that that must be the number one. If if we're gonna put them in order, it has to be the number one because of your reaction. You, I mean, you lean all the way back from the mic, and we couldn't even hear you. (laughs) So that it, it has a resonating effect on people and speaking of the people you know you got your private chef duties you mm-hmm. have you know you have so many things that you have going right. but when you host these parties mm-hmm. right what has been the most amazing testimonial that you have received from one of your parties and one of the per- people at the party let me tell you cuz i was just having this conversation with my mother and <laughs> I was telling her the very best thing that I, I mean, I love it every time that I'm cooking for a client or even if I'm um, baking and doing like a pastry strip spread for them. Mm-hmm. Um, the best thing I'd like to hear is, um, oh my God, I don't even like, I don't usually like X, Y, and Z, but yours, your, I, I can't tell you how many times I heard that last year. Mm. Even up until that New Year's Eve party. Mm. Oh, my God. I don't even like potatoes. But your herb potatoes were so... I don't even usually eat lamb. But your lamb? Baby, I can't tell because your plate was clean. Are you sure you don't eat it? Hollering. But, yeah, so... (laughs) I'm just saying. From your plate, it looked like you eat it. (laughs) Judging by the quality of your plate... It is empty. So, are you sure about that? Nah, literally. That's what I was saying. It, 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 like, you probably in your mind were like, man, that's cat, but we're going to let you slide today. We're going to let you slide. <laughs> as long as your plate clean, that's all that I am concerned about. That's it. Right. And you have a lot of people doing that. You know, I've seen the, the videos. I've You know, I follow you more than you think I follow you <laughs> because these experiences are really definitely on another level Mm -hmm. so speak on what all goes into the preparation for a private chef party because i'm sure it's a lot that goes into it it it's not just 
cooking for people. It's a whole different level of preparation. Speak on that. Absolutely. First of all, I just want to say thank you to my family. Um, my family and my church family, first of all, because they're all guinea pigs. right so literally i'll go and um i'm bringing the desserts or the food that i'm cooking and i'm giving it to them to taste that's Mm -hmm. number one and granted while they think that it's just oh my god you know you know jay johnny is bringing us um you know food whatever of course that's exciting but i'm looking i'm looking to see your facial expressions i'm looking to see what your comments are Mm -hmm. you know i this is my beta trial this is my testing so um that's number one. The mm. preparation starts with what are you putting on that plate? Um, and you don't just, uh, well, sometimes I do just go off the dome and just, you know, <laughs> I do that. I'm not going to, yeah. Freestyle. But, and yeah, well, sometimes we do just freestyle it. But at the same time, when you're really trying to hone in on something, you go and you give it to people to be for it to be tested. Um, and if you need to make some refine, uh, refine some things, you do that. So that's number one. Um, then the planning, this is not a thing that you wing it because you will get lost in the sauce. You'll be overwhelmed and you won't be able to enjoy the fruits of your labor. Um, if you don't plan, if you fail to plan, okay, baby, I just can't help you with that. So literally making grocery lists, um, and thank God for Instacart, whoever that person was, bless (laughs) you. Okay. And, and, um, and walmart.com where you could just do the groceries and and roll up and pick it up. Yeah. Uh, restaurant depot, all that stuff. So Mm -hmm. making sure that you get all the things that you need together, um, ordering them ahead of time, you guys, because a lot of people start from home first. You don't have the commercial kitchens. You don't have the big infrastructure. You start with what you have in your hand. Right. Mm -hmm. So the best thing that you can do is plan every detail out to the T with your groceries, with the uh, tools that you're going to need, with um, the utensils and different things like that that you're going to need for the setup, Um, and making sure that you're getting that in enough time. Um, My Apostle Gibson always says, leave leave enough room for error, and that's something that I live by. So it's, it's, it's okay to be early. It's okay to have it way before time. So just in case you say, oh, I forgot, oh, okay, that's easy for me to just go pick that up real quick. Um, So doing that. I always live by this rule. If I have an event, I don't care if the event is at 5 p.m. I'm getting up and getting dressed first. Get dressed first. I don't care if you're up at, I'm usually up at like 6 and 7 in the morning. Okay. I'm going to get dressed at 6 and 7. Okay. You know why? Because at the end of the day, you don't want to be like, you know, Scrambling. scrambling. I'm telling you, and those who know, know, they get it. Literally. Uh, so when everything is packed in the car, you're literally just on the way to go. You're not trying to think about hair or, oh, my God, one eyebrow is up here and then the other one's down here. Baby, no. It's already done because you started it off. I that's not the case. The eyebrow way up there and the eyebrow you know way down at, at, at your chin. No, I, I hope that's not the case. I mean. But I, I get the concept. You get but the concept. L- um, ladies, please don't come out the house like that. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Yes, for sure. And then, of course, making sure that you're arriving um, to the venue in, uh, I like to say, at least two hours. Me, an hour and a half, two hours. Again, Mm -hmm. leaving room for error just in case you forgot something. If you're scoping out the place and you don't know what it looks like, you don't know what you're working with, at least you have enough time to adapt yeah, two, you hour, gotta, yeah, two hours before is enough time to adapt. Yeah, you got to learn the lay of the land exactly. when it comes to the venue. Absolutely. Yeah. So you have enough time to uh, do that. Go get gas the night before. Don't go get it on the day of your event. Stop playing. And make sure you always have wow. a lighter. Hello? Because they don't have it at their place. You need to have <sighs> one in your car. You need to have one in your house. You need to have one everywhere. Okay? Because them sternos ain't going to light itself. Now. She just That's called it. everybody out <laughs> that scrambled to find a lighter in their crib. Oh she just God. called all y'all out this morning. <laughs> Woo! Boy, if that advice doesn't resonate with somebody this morning, it's just, and it's just a lighter? It's just I don't lighter. know what you listening to, but uh, I'm just saying, please have a lighter in your home when you're dealing with Chef J. Please have a lighter. Please. Lighters in the air, okay? <laughs> yeah, and, and but... I want to talk about something that's very powerful that you do every summer. Earlier in this interview, I spoke on kids that are 
getting younger and younger and younger by the day that are learning how to cook. And not only are they learning how to cook, they are blowing it out of the water now before the age of 10. But it starts with people like yourself Mm -hmm. who host international cooking and baking camps in the summer for kids Mm -hmm. to boost their confidence and teach them life skills that will last a lifetime. And a lot of those people that come to those camps have you to learn from personally instead of just hearing it on an interview or viewing on TikTok or whatever social media. So speak about those camps and uh, the level of knowledge that you are bringing to our young people. Yeah, for sure. So with um, the cooking and baking boot camps, uh, my vision for that is to not only teach the kids um, a life skill that they'll, um, you know, have with them forever, um, but interpersonal skills for sure. Um, teaching them how to get along with people who look different than them, um, who have different tastes or different uh, perspectives than them, um, and learning teaching them how to learn, how to appreciate different cultures from around the world, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So that's the purpose of it, really. um, We don't have home ec, right? And obviously the kids have an interest in cooking. Hello, we won't have all these junior chefs, just like how you said, all these shows with kids cooking if it wasn't an interest for them. That's true. I was getting ready to mention that. It's uh, um, MasterChef Kids. Right. Uh, Yeah, we see these kids doing absolutely phenomenal younger than 10 that are really whipping it up in the kitchen and sometimes a lot of times better than their parents hello i'm trying to tell you something it's like i could cook i'm five but i can cook my own meal right like huh (laughs) like we've we've come to a generation now that these kids are five six seven eight still in the single digits of their life Mm -hmm. And they said, I, Ma, Dad, let me cook for you mm-hmm. for a change. Yeah. You've, you've done enough cooking. Let me take over. Let me cook this for once. Mm-hmm. And even just watching the, the kids' version of MasterChef, you see that they are they know exactly what to do. They are sauteing. They are stir-frying. They are doing all that. <laughs> they know, stir-frying. Yeah, they, they, <laughs> they are whipping it up in that kitchen and they're doing it within the time frame allotted and they're also these kids are also really keen on constructive criticism as well they can take it if it's not good they can there it's easier to take for them because they've experienced this yeah so see three things that stood out to me time management yes um constructive criticism um and there was one more thing that you said um but these things are life skills. Yes. And a lot of people associate cooking um, with a job or with a business, mm-hmm. right? So my reasoning, again, again, that foundation as well, too, was that life skills portion. And a lot of times, um, well, let me say it like this. You can learn so much about uh yourself and others by being in the kitchen and people don't associate that together Mm. Um, you learn mindfulness when you take the time to read out the recipe to make sure that you have everything that you need right right um you know how to follow instructions because you're literally following the recipe you know how what it means to uh goal set because hey i have i want to make a orange tort this is the recipe this is the goal in mind I have the steps that I need. I'm going to walk out the steps and at the end of the day or when I'm finished doing the steps, I have the result that I wanted, right? Mm. So these are all skills that you we learn indirectly, mm-hmm. right, just because of life. Uh, but you really can't, hon- especially with kids, you really can't hone in on it. Um, and you can point these things out, make these things objective. Today we're going to work on goal setting. 
Right. Today we're going to work on time management. This needs to be done within 35 minutes. Not only mm-hmm. because I've done it like this, but this is an adequate amount of time. So if you can't do it like this, then we need to go and look and see what's going on with your time management. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So there's so many skills and skill sets that you can learn and refine in the kitchen. And that's not only for children. Of course, it's great for them, but for adults as well, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So let's talk about the services. You you got private chef services and catering services Mm -hmm. that that are offered here. Um, You can basically... We can have you for a special occasion or you just want to have a New Year's party or whatever you have going on, pool party, something like that. Then there's also the catering side. So speak on the catering side briefly. Okay, so for the catering side, um, again, this year we're rebranding and Mm -hmm. uh, it's solely going to be desserts, solely desserts. That private chef part, sure. Um you know, those are for very small, intimate gatherings. I'm saying like 10, 15 people max. Um, but everything else for it is desserts. So the things that I offer right now, um, but like our bestseller, let's just talk about that, um, was our cookie butter, cookie butter tres leches, right? I'm, I'm sorry, what? Cookie butter tres leches, right? Oh I, I, we love tres leches so much. And... Uh, I didn't even know how I came up with that idea one day. Um, just literally, it sounded like, the, like a good idea. It was a great idea. It sounded because great. <laughs> it was a great idea because it's literally number one. Um, uh, we have that. We have our um, uh, red velvet uh, cupcake. Okay. Um, we had our Nana's carrot cake. That was a huge hit. I mean, it debuted at. I think it debuted at. Um, Thanksgiving. That's when mm-hmm. it debuted at Thanksgiving, and it was a huge hit. Um, and then, uh, let me see what our uh, last that banana pudding one. As I'm sorry, well you said who? Banana pudding cupcake. Don't you start with me this morning? I sure did. Yeah, you went there. I sure did. It it was it was it was really good. So moving forward, I just I'm so excited. First of all, about this year and just life in general. Um, another thing about the, uh, those camps with the kids too, that ties into this is having, giving the kids like a zeal to travel outside of where, you know, where they live. Um, it's so important to experience the world and not just us four and no more. Um, because it's first of all, fun. Um, it's inspiring. You never know who you're going to meet. You never know what new skills you're going to obtain um, just by getting out of your comfort zone mm-hmm. um, and being inquisitive, right? Um, so I said that I said that to bring it to a point, but <laughs> it just it, your it point just, it, just went away. It just went away. <laughs> if it come if it comes back, let me know. Oh my goodness. Okay. Yes. Oh no. So I yeah, said you got that. It. There I you got go. it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> I said that because I, this year I am literally um, including, um, which I brought one today, mm-hmm. um, with yeah. my travels, I, I, I'm inspired by my travels to come back home and make something on a plate, basically to sum my travel up in a dessert. So I started that off today uh, with what I brought you. Um, and the dessert I brought you today was a... Um, I call it the Nolens Prowlin, right? We just came from New Nolens Orleans. Nolens Prowlin. Nolens Prowlin cupcake. Oh baby. my goodness! Okay. Is it, and this is what's on the table. This is what's on the table right now. Can I can I hit you with a Montel? Go ahead. Join us. Join us on the next Montel. We got to go to break. No, no, let me stop. <laughs> no, we'll go to break in a minute. But no, talk about it. Yeah. So we just came from um, New Orleans. Me and my um, bestie. It was a little. A cute bestie trip, and um, mm-hmm. man, the food was phenomenal. Shout Obviously. out to uh, New Orleans. Yes. Um, but one of the things that I really did enjoy um, was the pralines, because you know, in the South we say praline, but it's pralines. <laughs> and um, also too, just learning about the rich history and culture, um, just of the place. Um, so here today I have a um. 
cupcake with vanilla base stuffed on the inside is a uh, praline oh my. and uh the buttercream is a bourbon vanilla buttercream oh and my. we have ro- a rolled praline that's on top as a garnish so um it was test tasted by no other than my mother last night um a couple of times i think she got it the oh, first time but okay. she just wanted to make uh, in the Sick. name of quality assurance she did it like two or three more times last night <laughs> And I'm going to use that one. Oh, my like, gosh. You got to have a whole plate, a full plate, and be like, you know what? Just for quality assurance. Uh, for quality can I get a second sake, real quick? Yeah. Literally. Yeah, I, just I just want to make, make sure, sure that it's consistent. That everything blended well. Hey, you know? Literally. I'm going to use that one next time. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. From now on, I'm going to say, Chef, Chef J coined this phrase and, uh, you know. I, I, I have an excuse to kind of use it. But anyway, no, no. And it's, it's sitting right here. It's like literally staring at me. It was, it's, it's almost like the episode of Martin where they get in the TV and just say, Martin. <laughs> by the TV. No, <laughs> the Hashi Tashi. <laughs> that episode. But it it looks amazing. And yeah. you all will see on social media in just a few moments here um, after, after the show. Yeah. But I will ask this. Final question that I ask everybody. Uh-huh. Personally from you, Chef Jay, what is the best advice that you have for not just our young people, that are getting started in this field, but also the adults that said, you know what? I really want to get into culinary arts. I feel I might be too old or something of that nature. And they just don't know where to start. What is the advice that you have for them? Okay. I have to be very honest. Yes. Please Um, be transparent. The first thing I'm going to say, if you want to get into the culinary field, uh, America has done a great job with conditioning us to think that we need school for everything, right? Understand, I, hear what I'm saying. Um, there are a lot of self-renowned home bakers that have made it just as much as people who have went to school, right? Uh, America's also done a great job with uh, <laughs> uh, making us think that it's okay to go into unnecessary debt um, on on the account of following our dreams, right? I'm Mm -hmm. very big on being smart. Smarter, not harder. Right. Right? Um, So where there's a will, literally there is a way. Start with what you have. Go and pick up a cookbook and just cook through the cookbook. Start from there first. Or our industry is such – it's the type of industry where you can go – and I think I said this um, the last time. If you go to your favorite restaurant and you frequent it, build a relationship with the owner. Hey, this is something that I want to do. Um, you know, do you mind if I come and work in your restaurant? I want to learn some things, get some things up under my belt. Can I study up under you? That Our industry is something that that's invited. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, so you'll... And then at the end of the day, after you come out of college and culinary school, they want you to do that anyway. So mm-hmm. it's like, do you want to do that off the rip and save $50,000? <laughs> or do you want to go in debt and then have to do that anyways? Um, so for sure, um, by no means I'm all for education, like really 100%. Mm-hmm. But I'm all for, again, uh, especially for black people. Um, making sure that we don't go into debt unnecessarily um, when there's definitely other ways. That's number one. And number two is um, be a forever student. Don't get boring or get dull, right? Um, That's why I like to travel because you see what's going on, what's going on with other people, and then you're like, it gets your brain going and it gets your mind, you know. And when you get back, it's like, man, I'm refreshed. I need to do something now. <laughs> I need to do something. Well, everything that I've consumed, I need to do something and put it on the plate. Right. So have fun with it. Don't be so uptight. Um, don't be uh, driven by the money, but enjoy the actual process of a thing. So those are my, that's my advice. Absolutely. Absolutely. And wow. 
This has been quite a conversation, and yeah. you know you need to be back more and more and more. But I'll be back as long as you have me. <laughs> you bet, yeah, absolutely. You know that's going to happen. But uh, as we start to transition, because I'm actually for for the grill's sake, I'm going to play "Summer Too Hot" by Chris Brown <laughs> while I come to the table because it's still calling me. And a lot of people probably don't know my my stomach was growling just a second oh, ago. <laughs> it was saying, "Brother Rob." Shut up. Go to break. <laughs> and taste this thing. What you waiting on? But uh, <laughs> that's so funny. But um, tell everybody where we can find you, follow you, connect with you, book you, most importantly. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so number one, follow me on Instagram at chef, C-H-E-F dot J-A-Y-E. Okay, that's chef.jaye on Instagram. Um, slide in my DM. Say, hey, I heard you on the radio um, following you, right? True. Um, the second one is you can keep in contact. Everybody who's listening right now, www.chefchefjayesmith.com. That's where you can find all my information on me um, and the services that I offer. It's also being updated as well, too. Do me a favor. Go on that contact page, put in your email, okay, mm-hmm. and so I can stay connected with you. Uh, Valentine's Day is going to be a blast, okay? We're going to have our love Ooh. bomb boxes, but I need your help. I'm, you, I'm sorry, what you call them? Love bomb. Oh, my. Love bomb boxes. I need your help to help me choose what you want, right? Um, hmm. I, with my business, it's always the customers first. I do things with the customers in mind, right? Because without them, there's no business. Hello. We need to have the funds to have fun. So I need you guys to vote. I'm going to put the poll up today. Okay. So make sure that you're following me on, um, on Instagram. And then number two, make sure you go on my website, www.chefjsmith.com. Go on that contact page. Put in your email so I can put you on my email list, okay? Um, and make sure you guys vote on what y'all want for Valentine's Day, okay? It's going to be a blast. It's going to be flavorful. I feel like I'm going to put this cupcake that I brought out here for you today, especially because it's like Mardi Gras theme. You know the people like that in February, child. So, uh, also, you can follow me on Facebook at Chef J as well, too. Those are the three ways that you can keep in contact with me. DM me anytime. I don't bite. I'll talk back to you. Um, yeah. Book me for all of your special events, for your cakes, for your dessert displays. Let me know. Let her know. And by the way, when you pull up the site, when you go to the site, you can't get away from that beautiful smile. You cannot get away. <laughs> I mean, like, she's, Yeah. When you see the picture, you're going to be like, oh, yeah, yeah, let's, let's go, let's oh, go. I, because, <laughs> well, that the one smile can give an impression of great energy and invitation. You're so inviting that people want to book you. Right. They're, not looking, they're not looking at price. They're not looking at this, that, and the third. They're looking at the energy that you bring as soon as the website pulls up. That's right. It's a, it's a radiant smile. Yeah. And that is one thing that stands out to me amongst the rest of the site is that, boom, she loves what she does. Yeah. She's going to put her limbs into whatever food she cooks. And they say that with confidence before even clicking on about. Yeah. That is what stood out to me personally. And I wanted to make sure that you knew that as well. So kudos to you. Thank you so much for being on the morning machine and coming back home. 